0: Welcome to Self-Awareness For Everyone. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, tools for applied guidance for mindfulness, non-toxic positivity, and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week, how difficult is it to change your life? The reality is, it's not all that difficult at all, but for lots and lots of reasons, it can be complicated. Now, when it comes to changing your life, this is going to be about you. You have no control over anybody else, period, end of story. There is nothing that you can do for how anybody else thinks, feels, or acts. You can make suggestions, you can offer assistance, you can offer to help, but there's nothing you can do for anybody but you. When it comes to changing anything in your life, this is about you. An action to change your life is only as difficult as you make it. Here's the thing. When it comes to finding the best ways to complicate your life, I'll let me tell you, I'm an expert. I'm really good at finding new and interesting ways to complicate my own life and make any changes I'm trying to enact that much harder than they need to be. Why? Well, this comes from a bunch of different places, but it's a combination of overthinking things, overanalyzing things, self-doubt, uncertainty, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of abandonment, and similar other factors. But when all is said and done, there's nothing outside of me that causes me to be unable to change my life. It all comes down to me. This is because there is nobody but me inside of my head, heart, or soul. The only one who can think or feel for me is me. The only one who can act or not on my behalf is me. To some people, this is really, really selfish, especially in the face of some really bad actors out there these days who are the epitome of narcissistic selfishness, standing there self-aggrandizing and drawing cults to themselves of followers over what, like, I don't understand. Who does? The idea, though, is that you are the only one responsible for your life. When it comes to changing your life, nobody else can change for you. You and you alone can make what choices are necessary in order to change. And via trial and error, you're going to determine what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And then just to add another little wrinkle to all of this, what worked for you a year ago might not work for you now or whatever it was. Sometimes something that works this time won't work next time. Whatever caused you to be able to change this time, next time might not work. You might have to try something completely different. A lot of times people look at life and they say, well, that's too easy. That's too simple. It's got to be harder than that. And while there are times where that's true, because as I've said frequently, nothing worth having is truly easy, there are times where complexity doesn't necessarily mean better. Sometimes the simplest solution really is the answer. And in a lot of cases, one of the best examples I've had about this comes from 30 years plus of fencing. I have been doing medieval fencing since the very early 1990s, and I have learned a great deal about tactics and strategies, particularly when it comes to melee combat, which is, to all intents and purposes, warfare. It's team combat. You have units of five or greater, sometimes units of two, but the point here is you've got units of five or greater trying to strive for supremacy and trying to win a fight, trying to come out on top. Can I just tell you how many times somebody decides that a really simple plan where your entire line circles to the left, and I mean the whole line rolls left, nice and easy, somebody will decide that you need to add a pivot point. That's the person upon whom your line circles. And while there's some arguments to be made for where this can be useful, the problem with creating the pivot point is that you've just created a point of failure, because as any good tactician knows, no plan will survive contact with the enemy. That might be more of a strategist thing than a tactician, but it's still applicable. No plan survives contact with the enemy. Just because you think they're going to do X doesn't mean they're not going to pull Y out on you and completely throw you off. The point is this. The overcomplicated plan is much more likely to fail. As soon as you add two points of pivot into your whole line turning to the left, you've now created Two potential points of failure. And you're not multiplying it slightly. You're exponentially raising the potential for everything to fall apart. This is where complexity just doesn't necessarily mean better. It just means it's more complicated and oftentimes unnecessarily so. Here's another very important thing to take into account. Working to change your life is never one thing. And done. And by that I mean there's never going to be a one-time-only change that you make today that will be completely and utterly permanent, with the exception of the loss of your life. Anything that you do is bound to have consequences, bound to have circumstances, but that doesn't mean that it's permanent. That doesn't mean that any change you make now will hold for all time. Why? Because the one and only constant in the entire universe is change. Change can, will, and does occur all the time. And we have very limited control over what we can change and what we can do when it comes to change. For the most part, all we can control is ourselves, what we're thinking, what and how we're feeling, our intentions, and our actions. This can sometimes Translate to the physical, and you can change your hair, you can change your body size, you can change your muscle mass. There are things you can change. But by and large, the things that you can change are internal. And frankly, everything in your life starts from within. And you can change your approach to life, the universe, and everything. How? Mindfulness. Mindfulness is active conscious awareness, and I can't stress this enough that there are two forms of mindfulness. There is conscious awareness that's passive and conscious awareness that's active. A perfect example of passive conscious awareness is driving a car. There is active awareness of your hands on the wheel, your feet on the pedals, and what you're looking at directly in front of you, the road, the other cars right in front of you. But passively, you're also aware of music, of passengers, of external noises, of the cars around you, the cars behind you, and those traffic lights a quarter mile ahead that you can only just see now, but aren't impacting you yet. That's passive conscious awareness. Active conscious awareness is mindfulness. And it's not just about the external. It's not conscious awareness of what's going on around you. It's yourself. It's active conscious awareness of who, where, why, how, and what you are. Mindfulness doesn't instantly make you empowered, but it does empower you because it gives you the tools you need to look into yourself, to look into your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions, and make any necessary changes so that you can change your life in whatever ways you desire to change it. How do you engage active conscious awareness? Mindfulness is engaged via questions such as, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? What am I doing? What are my intentions? Each of these questions can only really genuinely be asked here and now. You can't answer these questions in the past, and you sure as hell can't answer them about the future. The past has come and gone, and your memory of it is going to be clouded and colored and off based on biases, prejudices, judgments, environment, education. Take your pick. There's so many things that will impact what you remember and what you recall. Likewise, the future is completely unwritten. There will be things that will occur both within and without your control, that will alter what the future will look like. So there's no way to know how you're going to feel tomorrow, or next week, or next year, or pretty much any time in the future. The only time that you are genuinely, actively conscious aware is right now, here, in the present. If you pause and ask yourself any one of these questions, Right now, the answer that pops into your mind is the answer to that question. If you ask, What am I thinking? and the answer is, Well, I'm thinking about this crap this guy's telling me on this podcast. Well, that's what you're thinking, isn't it? And it's present here and now. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about taking the first steps to change your life. And this is why it's actually not terribly difficult at all because it all boils down to your active conscious awareness. That's not to say that the process of changing your life might not be without its difficulties. I mean, if your current circumstances are problematic in various ways, maybe you're in the middle of a divorce, maybe you're dealing with a change in jobs, maybe you're in a job that you can't leave, at least not comfortably, because of the people depending on you and your family, or perhaps there's some other reason right now that you see in the present that's making you go, yeah, changing my life is difficult. But... While it can look incredibly difficult, you need to ask yourself, does it need to be? The thing is, oftentimes the complications that we see, the difficulties that we think are there, aren't as difficult as we think they are. They're not as big a problem as you might believe them to be. It's often only as difficult as you choose to make it. Now, what am I talking about here? Let's talk about the fear of suffering. More often than not, almost every fear that we experience, almost everything that we're sold in advertising, almost every concept of lack, scarcity, and insufficiency is actually about suffering. If you don't have X, you will suffer terribly. If you go without Y, you will experience god-awful, horrid suffering. If this happens to you, suffering will be the result. And more often than not, we come up with these visions of suffering that are absolutely horrifying. And oh, no, I don't want to go through that. I mean, take losing a job. You can easily imagine that from losing the job, that leads you to losing your car and then losing your home and then losing the people that love you. And the next thing you know, you're out in the streets. And now you're starting to take drugs. And all of a sudden, your entire life has gone straight to hell, and you suffer terribly. I'm not saying that that can't happen, because let's be honest, it can, and it does, but more often than not, it's not going to be that bad. Just because you lose that job doesn't mean that a better one isn't around the corner. Maybe it's meant to be. Maybe this is the impetus you need to move on to choose to change your life. But more often than not, the fear of suffering is so much worse than the suffering itself. To quote Paulo Coelho, tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. All too often, the suffering we fear isn't half as bad as what we're going to experience. So that's part of where we make this so much more difficult than it needs to be. All change starts small, or at least it should. Sometimes change happens exponentially, unbelievably fast, and there's nothing you can do about it. And the next thing you know, your life is completely different from what it was yesterday. But by and large, change is a slow process. And when you're taking charge and directing change, often it's going to take time, and it's going to begin with small steps. If you want to make twice the money you make today, For example, well, what can you do to do that? It's not something that you can instantly go, yes, I am going to make double my income right the hell now. You need a plan. You need to put work in. You might have to get some more education. You probably need to start looking for new jobs or you need to look into a business that you can start that will generate the revenue that you desire to have. Whatever the case might be, you're going to see that there's a process, that it's going to take some time, and it's going to take work. How much time? I don't know. That's going to depend on you and what it is you are trying to do to change your life. One of the greatest challenges of our society is that we love instant gratification. I want it yesterday. I want it done right the hell now. And the thing is, often, Instant gratification isn't going to work. And when it comes to changing your life, you need to take steps. You can't just eat the whole elephant at once. You gotta chunk it down. You gotta take bite sized bites. You gotta take smaller steps. You can't eat an entire 10 ounce steak in one bite. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe your mouth is big enough you can get away with that, but you're not gonna enjoy it. And you're gonna struggle through it rather than actually enjoy and savor eating that steak. When it comes to changing your life, it works the same way. Chunking it down is all about not just focusing on the end goals, but the stepping stones that it takes you to get to them. There are going to be steps. Sometimes they're not going to look like they're actually driving you to where you want to go. But by and large, steps are necessary. And the stepping stones that you take will get you from point A to point B. Now, it's really easy to overanalyze this and look at every single step along the way and be like, eh, that's kind of what I want, but I don't know that I want to deal with that or I'm not sure I should have to deal with that or, I mean, take your pick. You might not recognize it, but that doesn't mean that it's not an important step. And if you analyze it too much and don't just do it, because this is a big part of the problem, is that we're great at planning, but not so great at acting. And if you don't act to change your life, You can't. And it really is that easy. You just need to get going. You just need to start. As Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. If you're working on changing your life, you need to do what you can to take at least one small step every day. Maybe you need to study the kind of business you desire to start and learn something new about it every day. Maybe you need to figure out where you can get money so that you can do this thing. Maybe you need new education. Maybe you need to meet some people. Maybe you need to create new channels. There are just so many possibilities. And If we knew how to do something, we'd probably be doing it. So anytime you're leaving your comfort zone and doing something new and changing your life, it's going to be a matter of steps. And it's going to be taking time and looking at your approach and being consciously aware of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. But if you keep it simple and you just do what's required and what's necessary, little steps at a time, you'd be amazed how soon you're going to find yourself making that change you made for your life that you desired so much to make. How difficult is it to change your life? The truth is, it really is only as difficult as you make it. Okay, let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. We're going to do something very, very easy. I'd like you to change something today. Here's what I'm talking about. This can be something really, really tiny. Change your bedtime. Change when you get up tomorrow morning. Change your toothpaste. Change your morning routine. Change the route that you normally drive. Change how you prepare your tea or coffee. Change the way that you part your hair or the way you curl your hair or don't curl your hair. Just change something really small and relatively easy to change. It might seem kind of stupid, but here's the thing. When you make a change, you're acting on it. You're doing the necessary work to change. Now, after you've changed this one thing today, change one thing tomorrow. Nothing you're changing is going to be changed permanently. You could change your toothpaste and decide that you hate that new toothpaste. Well, change back. You don't need to stay with this change, which is also true of veritably everything that you desire to change in your life. The concept of this exercise is that you can see that if you change one familiar thing, one little familiar thing, you can change another familiar thing. And then from there, yet another. And before you know it, you move on to bigger, better, and more desirable things to change. And that's how you can see also that change can start really, really small. Because these little changes which you are controlling, gives you the power to change bigger, to change better. This makes it less difficult to change your life howsoever you might desire to change it. Thank you for joining me. I hope that you're enjoying this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at You can follow me on social media via Instagram at mjbleehart, on TikTok at mjbleehart72, and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Fima She's the creator of my original cover art. Please take a moment to visit her Etsy shop at Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com, as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com. And go check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon and other online retailers. I hope you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve your life experience as well as that of the people around you. Be kind, compassionate, and your own self aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste.